heard everything. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. What's the most ridiculous excuse you've used to get out of something? 651-641-1071. Why are we uh, talking about this today? Because R. Kelly has skipped a court hearing because he's worried that his infected toenail might get stepped on. Okay, I saw this story yesterday. This is the weirdest headline ever. Basically, R. Kelly has an infected toenail and couldn't go to court. So on Wednesday, that was yesterday, he had a scheduled court hearing in Chicago. uh, And his defense lawyer, Steve Greenberg, who, by the way, like, don't you just want to send... I, I sort of want to, like, send him an apology for the fact that he had to actually argue this in front of people. Yeah. Uh, I'm he sure explained, that check he's cashing. Yeah, that's enough of a green thank enough you. for him. Uh, so is apparently R. Kelly's toenail. <laughs> he explained that R. Kelly has a toenail that has had to be removed. It's probably hot too. As a treatment, when you get an infected toe, it just gets hot. Oh, and R. Kelly was worried that somebody might trample his toe as he was escorted to and from court. So he's opted out of this scheduled court hearing. To protect his toe. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Can they not put him in like a boot? Well, that will protect his toe. Here's well, or I put would him imagine in a wheelchair or something. Also, that's why this is such a ridiculous excuse because he's already being detained in jail two blocks from the courthouse. Uh, he was supposed to appear. So I feel like he's already detained in jail. Like, can't they make him go? Can't they be like, yeah, you're going. I don't care I mean, about one your toe. Would think, but again, I don't know what the rules are for prisoners with infected toes. This is the most ridiculous excuse I've ever heard. And actually, Bradley, that is saying a lot. Well, yeah, after what we've read. And also, he's not there. He's not in jail uh, under, you know, he hasn't been convicted of anything. He's in jail because they denied him bail. Right. So, yeah, this just seems like an attempt to get out of, you know, what every other person has to deal with when they're facing similar charges. Right. And Bradley, you've, you know what it's like to try to get out of something. And oh, use God, a that ridiculous story again? Excuse? Are you going to make me tell that story? Well, yeah, 651-641-1071, if you've ever used a ridiculous excuse to get out of so, something. So, once upon a time, I had the brilliant idea of working for, you know, I, I'm a cause guy. I love a good cause. And I needed a job my last summer before college, and I decided I was going to go to work for some, like, clean water organization. This was in Texas, so this is not anything in Minnesota and the organization at that time that I was dealing with in Texas, like you went door to door asking for money basically. But I thought it was like a great cause, right? Like they want clean water. This is huge. You know, like that's important. You were going to make a change. My parents were like, you're dumb. That's dumb. You're that's a scam. You're not. And I was like, well, it's not a scam. It's an organization. They do stuff. And they're like, it's a scam. It's a waste of your time. Don't do it. But I was like, I'm going to do it. And they're like, okay, fine. Do it. So, basically, every day, Monday through Friday, I would get dropped off, and we must have worked Saturdays, too. Anyway, we would get dropped off in a neighborhood, usually a very wealthy neighborhood. We'd have a clipboard, 
And uh, I shouldn't say always wealthy neighborhoods, mostly very well-to-do neighborhoods. We'd have a clipboard and then we would have to earn money. Like I'm here with this clean water and I want to save the environment. And don't you give me a hundred dollars now, just so you know, of your hundred dollars, I would get 50 and the organization would get 50. I didn't tell you that, but that's how it worked. Now, you know, why my parents said this is a scam. You were essentially getting a commission. Yes. Based on how much they gave. So that's a hard thing to do. And I think at the time, and this would have been like 1993, uh-huh. I had to, I think, make $600 a week, which meant, no, that can't be right. I think it was 600, it might have been $600 a day. Anyway, it was in a, in a, like a ridiculous sum. There was no way anybody was going to be able to make this money. And very quickly, it was, it was clear that I was not very good at scamming people. I, I mean, can you imagine? No, you're, give me some would, money. No. I don't feel like okay. that was your strength. All right. Anyway, um, one day I thought, well, okay, I have an idea for how I can get out of having to have made all my money. And that's by being attacked by a dog. Uh-huh. So let's see if I can find a dog to be attacked by. Well, that's not a winning strategy. Uh-huh. So instead, I bit my own arm. Bradley attacked himself. I attacked myself in a suburban neighborhood alone by gnawing on my own arm. I did not draw blood, but it was red. And I would just like to remind you that our teeth don't Uh look anything like dog's teeth. No. And when the van came to pick me up, I was like, I'm so sorry. I did not make my money today because I was attacked by this dog. Look, ain't nobody buying that story. Within a week, probably, it was shortly thereafter, I was fired. And I remember all my coworkers, you know, commiserating with me. And they were like, we wish you all the best. Anyway, that's when my parents were like. They were probably like, like, even Ed, Ed, you, like, look, you got fired right after you got attacked by that dog. I know, isn't that horrible? So sad. And then I had to go work in a steel factory for the rest of the summer. And I learned a valuable lesson about never wanting to work in a steel factory and the importance of a good education. It sounds like you... Learned a lot of lessons. That was a life lesson summer. Yeah. Because then I would drive to my great uncle's steel factory every morning in steel toe boots, covered head to toe in thick denim, and smoke ciggies while listening to the four non blondes. I just. Welcome to the 90s. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see a picture of that. No, you really wouldn't. Okay. I lied. But I do want to see a picture of the dog bite. Yeah. It really just looked like I had gummed my wrist. Did they know right away? I mean, clearly nobody said anything, but it was like, I mean, it's not like they were having me file a report. Yeah. Like, oh, who's, where was this dog? No. Let us know so that nobody else gets bitten by this dog <laughs> who has human teeth. Oh, that's so great. Uh, we did get an email from Ann who said, in high school, I once told a date I had to get home to watch my favorite show, Star Search. Wow. Yeah. That is a show. That's an exciting life. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we have a question about Lindsay Lohan's cash flow. Uh, so we're going to get the Cobra, oh, yes. the Cobra gang together to try to solve we're this do some accounting. mystery after this on My Talk 1071. Colleen and Bradley show My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And um, we've got a little mystery to solve. This one has to do with Lindsay Lohan's cash flow. Uh, and so we're going to assemble the Cobra gang. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double. Cobra, Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra, Cobra Gang. 
okay, Lindsay Lohan. I feel like we've been talking about Lindsay Lohan a lot in the last few weeks, um, specifically in the last week, partially because, or mostly rather, because she's in the United States. Right, that's and rare so, lately. Yeah, she generally finds herself abroad, um, and there are a lot of reasons for that, which no doubt we'll get to in this segment. But today, we need to get to the bottom of an article I came across in the Daily Mail, which alleges... That uh, Lindsay Lohan dropped $14,000 on an 11-night stay at a luxurious Mercer Hotel in New York City. Now, this is according to a bill that was exclusively obtained by OneDailyMail.com. Okay, so normally... What celebrities spend on a hotel, I don't know. I'm sure they all buy kind of things I don't buy when I go to a hotel. Right. I don't spend $14,000. First of all, who stays anywhere for 11 nights? Who has that kind of vacation? Um, in addition to that, they want you to know it's the things that, like, what the things are on this bill that she spent uh, her money on. Uh-huh. So we know that apparently um, she's a big fan of vodka movies. Also, the vodka is a little concerning. Uh, we can talk about that. Is it, hasn't she been in recovery? Well, I mean, uh-huh. unless she's got some really thirsty friends. Um, she, by the way, used a pseudonym for her stay. Her pseudonym is Lily Flowers. Oh. Seems legit. Um, she apparently treated three of her friends to their own rooms, which were near hers. So she was like going all out, got rooms for her friends. She spent like 600 bucks, a hundred of which was on alcohol just in one day, uh, $350 or excuse me, a hundred dollars on non-alcoholic beverages. That's a lot of Diet Coke. $350 on booze, $42 on snacks, $9 on incense sticks. She seems to be a big fan of incense. Well, she's got to cover some odor up, it sounds like. She, um, she, well, yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of odor being covered up of the green variety, yeah. if you know yeah, what I mean. I do. Um, she was having uh, staff at the hotel run errands for her, including going to the pharmacy, picking up Lysol linen spray, and then grabbing her soup on one occasion. Um, she's also a fan of Twizzlers and M&M's from the mini bar. You know, if, if you're rich, can I just give you a pro tip? Go to Costco yeah, and buy a big bag of that stuff and bring it with you. Yeah, but it's so much cooler to just get it out of the mini bar. But I just, I don't care how rich I ever am. And hopefully I'm just disgustingly rich at some point. But even so, I just feel like I could never bring myself to eat out of the mini bar. Okay. So this is actually hilarious that you bring this up because like we just stayed at a hotel. We were going back and forth from Kansas City for a baseball tournament. And I am so conditioned to not touch anything in the room that you're going to have to end up paying for. Yeah. You know how they like sometimes they'll leave like a bottle of water. Oh, no, that's going to cost you extra. I looked at the tag. It's like, yeah, it was like a dollar and a half. I was like, I'll just use the tap. Thank yes, you. Yes, Exactly. Like there's no way I know. I don't care. I know how this goes. Yeah, and that's that they do that on a cruise ship too. They're like, "Ooh, look at this big bottle of water you can have." That is, you're gonna charge me eight dollars for that? No. Anyway, so I'll just drink it out of the tank. (laughs) The moral of the story is Lindsay Lohan dropped a staggering fifteen thousand dollars on this eleven night stay, which. May not seem all that odd for a rich person, but I would just like to remind you who we're dealing with here. We're dealing with Lindsay Lohan. And Lindsay Lohan is not made of money. In fact, her financial struggles have been a a part of her past. And 
this is now the second story in as many days that talk about the amount of money that she's spending, right? right? Like where her money and like large amounts of it are being spent. Like so, an obscene amount. So, because yesterday the, the story was that she uh, raised her paddle to give $50,000 to a nonprofit organization that she was at the gala for with her mother and her sister and her brother, mm-hmm. I believe, were all in attendance. $50,000. Yeah, so two stories, two days. She's dropping a lot of bills in the U.S., flashing it around. That's interesting, right? Yeah. Um, specifically, why do we think that's interesting? Well, because yesterday we talked about a story that emerged uh, about her relationship with a uh, Saudi prince. And yes. MBS, he's known colloquial, not colloquially, but he's known, uh, it's shorthand MBS yeah. for Mohammed bin Salman. Yeah. Uh, he's not a good, he's not a good guy. He's a yeah, by all Not accounts, he's responsible for murdering people yeah. and hacking them to bits, allegedly. But he's got money, and suddenly Lindsay Lohan has money. Yeah, so we have these stories. You'll remember it was just yesterday that Michael Lohan, her dad, came out trying to make some money talking about Lindsay by saying, "Oh yeah, they're friends, but they don't sleep together. They don't do. They don't do. The, they don't bump uglies. They're just friends." Yeah. Well, that was probably him c- cashing a paycheck. But it's interesting that like. She's in town in the United States dropping big dollars. You want me to believe that she made so much money on the unmasked singer in Australia that she is able to not only fund her bi-continental lifestyle, but she's also able to just stay in a very ritzy hotel and drop tens of thousands of dollars. Or if she did make that kind of money, we're going to be treated to headlines in no time about Lindsay Lohan being in financial straits again. Yeah. What I mean is like, we've seen this behavior out of Lindsay in the past and they've been chasing her down to try to get paid. If she did get paid a lot of money from the Australian masked singer, it's going to run out with this behavior. Also, you'll remember it was $46,000 that she infamously spent at the Chateau Marmont back in, I think, 2012, 2012, 2012. Was was she living there at the time? Like that was her residence. That was like this weird transitional period before she went to the UK. Yeah. um, And things were melting. Or actually, I think it was before she went to New York and then went on to the UK and then went all over the place. And, you know, she couldn't pay that bill. But now she's, you know, dropping tens of thousands of dollars in New York City. Something tells me either those checks about to bounce or somebody's filling her, you know, pockets with the green stuff. And I don't mean that green stuff. Well, I'm sure that's part of it, too. After all, she spent nine dollars on incense. And again, we're what we're alluding to. How do you spend nine dollars on incense? That's a lot of incense. $9 $9 does seem like a lot, but I don't know New York prices. Neither do I. It's probably like two sticks. Also, I used to love incense. I didn't use it for the reason I think a lot of people use it. I just loved incense. But after about the age of 24, incense wears off on you. A little bit. Because you can never get away from the burny smell of it. Well, and it just smells like college dorm. Yeah. So like once you get into your 30s, you're like, I don't know that I want to be reminded of that smell. Holly, did you disagree? You had a face. No, I was going to say that you age out of incense when you age out of decorating your walls, 
with things found at Spencer's. Yeah, yes. and like glow in the dark velvet yeah. posters and, yeah. and black lights. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like I, I used to love my little, you know, like my little brass Ganesh uh-huh. holder thing. And then you have the little cones. Yep. And you're like, oh, this is just. Egyptian, and it just smells so Egyptian like Egyptian romance. Yeah. And it just like you got it gives you such a nice fragrance. Cairo but then nights. you graduate to like plugins. And then well, yeah, now you know, I'm at Bed Bath and Beyond or yeah. Bath and Body Works getting my, you know, fall scented yeah. plugins. Autumnal exactly. harvest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But don't I'm sorry, this is just a personal preference thing. I don't get the food smelly ones because no, that's they, they no. smell you smell like a, a urinal like a cinnamon roll yeah, in the urinal it's and not ain't good. nobody want to smell that it's not good cinnabuns exactly Cine... no cinnadump oh. when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show we've got some dumb people Cinnabons. doing dumb things uh, crazy stupid idiots after this on mm. my talk 1071. Everything. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Entertainment. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trader. Hello. And uh, before we get to those dumb people doing dumb things, we have that generous feeling again. Yay! <laughs> what are we giving away? Pizza, maybe. Yum. Or pasta. And pasta. And pasta. I don't know what you want, but do you want a $50 gift card to Green Mill? Yes. Yes, because it's pasta and wine time at Green Mill. 651-641-1071. That gift card is going to caller number two. All right, oh, caller easy, number two. Cheesy. Congratulations. And now let's get to those crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. That's not where we're going first, however. <laughs> we are going to the United Kingdom. Oh. I need to take you outside the Beefeater Pub in Stockport, United Kingdom. I don't know where that is. Doesn't matter. Uh, What does matter, however, is I need to tell you about a guy. And he's 26 years old. He goes by the name. I mean, it's his given name. Michael Golsorki. And we'll just call him Mike. Mike, um, well, Mike probably thought he was having a lot of fun outside the Beefeater Pub in Stockport. Although... Nobody else thought he was having very much fun, or I should say more aptly, nobody else was having any fun while Michael thought he was having some fun outside the Beefeater pub in Stockport. Now, we've talked about people doing crazy things repeatedly, which is why we have a segment about it. Do you have any idea what Michael has been doing with his time outside the Beefeater pub that might involve him thinking he's having fun but not actually having fun. Was he doing a puppetry of the Schweenus? Puppetry? No. 
Okay, because I was not, thinking, like, he might think that was fun and he was being entertaining, but other people might yes. not be welcoming of that. I won't say that his shweeness was not involved, but he was not oh. doing puppetry of it. Oh, was he doing this? Well, uh, I don't know how to describe this, actually. So let me just tell you, and the internet literally just said to me, aw, snap, there we go. Okay. Uh, it was trying to take the story away from me. Rude. Okay. So, um, here's what had happened. Apparently, you know, this time of year, it's fall. Right. What happens during fall? Leaves fall. The leaves change. That's why they probably call it fall, right? Is that why they call it fall? I don't know. But the leaves are on the ground. Yeah. Big piles of leaves. okay. Now, remember, as a kid, you used to jump in those piles of leaves? Well, Michael Golsorki decided that he was going to jump in a pile of leaves over and over again. And by jump, I mean hump. He was humping a pile of leaves outside the Beefeater pub. I just don't feel like that would be a satisfying experience. Leaves aren't very dense. Well, he was seen thrusting with his trousers around his ankles in full view of families eating their Cornish pasties, bangers and mash, and shepherd's pie. There were some bangers. At the Beefeater pub in Stockport. Well, one in particular. Uh, The 26-year-old literally... Humped the bushes repeatedly until he was confronted by hotel staff. Oh. At that point, he ran to the bushes and hid in a bush for 10 minutes following requests to come out. Come out of those bushes! <laughs> now, he did eventually, um, and he didn't quite know what was going on. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Um, so perhaps he was engaged in this behavior under the influence of something. I, you got to believe that that was the case, right? Yeah. Uh, they, they, you know, shouted at him. They finally got him, you know, in custody. And apparently they found that he'd taken drugs ranging from cocaine oh. to cannabis uh. and alcohol. So he was on a lot of stuff. And when they explained to him what he'd done... He was, quote, mortified at the suggestion of what he'd been observed doing. Yeah. Uh, Only when they pieced together the information about what had happened, did he accept that that was him that engaged in that behavior. That was the leaf humper. So the lesson here, kids. Is just say no. Just say no. But if you're going to do something, pick one. One at a time. Because I've done one or more of those things and have never found myself humping a thing of leaves. You I mean you might hump weird things, but it's not going to be leaves in public in front of a, you know, family's family restaurant. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> Just say no. Uh for our next story we're going to Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York. We're going to meet 31-year-old Glenn Grays. Uh, and he was driving around on Saturday, uh, and he had, this has happened to any number of us on the road, uh, he got frustrated with some other drivers. Oh, it happens. It happens. Yeah, all the time. He got a little road ragey. Mm-hmm. I made a lady road ragey yesterday. Oh, no. What did you do? I think it was just that I was driving on the street, and oh, she didn't well, like that. that. Uh, so she was like, you know, like pumping her fist at me and growling and making mean faces in the mirror. And she I just was like... You know what, sweetie, you're going to get where you need to go just fine. It's all good. But Glenn Grays was having this problem where he was getting all road ragey. Uh, so he cut off a car and uh, got so angry at the way other drivers on the road were behaving that he pointed his gun 
out the window at the car that he had just cut off. In general, I would just like to suggest to people they not carry guns in their cars. Yeah. Uh, But wait, there's more. Oh, okay. Uh, Here's what he didn't realize is that that car was full of undercover cops. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that'll learn you. But wait, there's more. Okay. Then those cops pulled Mr. Gray over and they arrested him. No, that seems like a worthy endeavor. But wait, there's more. Oh, no. Turns out Mr. Gary or Mr. Gray's is a, a United States Postal Service employee. And when he was arrested, he was wearing his uniform. So when oh. he was booked, he was wearing his uniform. The picture. Oh, that's a bummer. And it's probably not going to go well for his workplace. He's been charged with possession of a firearm and menacing. Yeah. I, again, I just don't think having weapons in your vehicle if you are a road ragey person is probably a good idea because at some point you will get road ragey and I just feel like having a weapon handy other than your fist is probably not going to end well for plan. you or anybody else for that matter. Exactly. So that's just my humble opinion and exactly. it's America for now. So I'm just going to stick with that. Yeah. Okay. That was where? That, that was, was Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New, New York. York. Okay. Uh, really quickly, I want to take us to Crystal City, Missouri. And I want to tell you, this guy is, he, th- we've heard this story before, but not quite like this. And there's hope that perhaps a crime can be solved in the telling of this oh, tale. Oh, good. Um, I want to tell you about uh, something that happened on October 22nd. A guy walks into a Twin Cities. They got Twin Cities down there? Oh, Missouri? I guess they do. Okay. I don't know what Twin City it is. Twin City Coin Lingerie in Crystal City, Missouri. And um, what he did next will not surprise you. He decided to uh, break a vending machine and make off with 15 pounds of change and cashola. So it turns out he bagged about 600 bucks in cash and change and caused about $1,300 worth of damage to the vending machine. Um, But he was able to escape. Now... What do we frequently hold against criminals and make them crazy, stupid idiots for uh, when uh, they're stealing something? How can I put this? He did something many crazy, stupid idiots do when they're stealing stuff. Um, He was wearing something. Let me put it that way. Oh, he was probably wearing a T-shirt that said, I like to steal coins from vending machines. Close. Uh, His shirt said, quote, it's not a crime unless you get caught. Now, technically, he's right because he hasn't been caught yet. Ah, He was able to make off with that 15 pounds of change in cash in full view of an HD security camera. But they have yet to find this guy. Um, The owner, though, is hoping people will see this video and then, you know, call Crime Stoppers or whatever in their local area. Because he wants his money back, and it's just some guy running the laundry, and $600 is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And he's got to buy a new vending machine. Also, if you see a guy walking around wearing a shirt that says it's not a crime unless you get caught. He's probably trying to get caught. paying for things in change. It might be him. Like here, I would like a down payment for this scooter. I don't know what he could get for $600. Oh, I used to have to do that in college, though. Like, 
I'd order pizza and pay for it and change. Oh, yeah. $13 oh, and yeah. change. They, they love the, like, me. I'm really sorry. And they're like, no, I get it. And you're like, okay, but at least they're quarters so you can use them for laundry. Sometimes I had to do it with pennies. Not all oh. pennies, but like there would be some pennies in there. Yeah. I mean, it was a rough time back then. Still money. It's true. It works. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's time for the throwback live. We're going to play that after this on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. What's the bottom of the truth? Well, sometimes that is better. Entertainment. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.